You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. The new book by Bruce Feiler is The First Love Story, Adam, Eve, and Us. Thank you for joining me, Bruce. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's interesting that you describe this as a love story and a story we almost think of Adam and Eve as figures, uh, you know, like carved into the wall and they go away. But the, the story and the love, that's really an important part to not just the Bible, but also our culture. Look, for me, this began at my kitchen table. I have a working wife. I have adolescent daughters. We're talking all the time about how men and women relate to each other, struggling with that. And we were in in uh, in the Sistine Chapel a few years ago looking up at Adam and Eve, and I realized, oh, my gosh, this story is at the heart of every conversation. And so this book, in some ways, is a scavenger hunt across history from the Garden of Eden in Iraq to Sistine Chapel to Rome to Hollywood to the Galapagos, looking at how this story introduces the idea of love. And it's still, it's been involved in every conversation about togetherness, family, and human relations. And I think it's still, we need to see it for what it is, which is the successful love story uh, that's in the original uh, account. For all that we might want to think that uh, this is just an allegory. Mm. It has real-world consequences. Our understanding of the story affects the way we think. And one of the things you point out is that uh, this story itself has become weaponized. How did that happen? Well, in the original story, it begins in total equality in Genesis 1, where they're created in God's image. Um, and then the second story has the Adam being created from the earth, Eve from his body. It's not a rib. It's the side uh, eating the fruit. It's not an apple. It's the fruit. And then getting kicked out of Eden, coming together, having another child, having two children, um, and then one of those murders the other, and then coming together and have the third child. It's about a seesawing of power. It's about human beings working it out. God needs them to succeed. It is a success. What happens is that organized religion gets a hold of the story and, as you said, weaponizes it as a way to basically dump on Eve and women in general. I mean, Adam and Eve, but let's be honest, mostly Eve, are victims of the greatest character assassination the world has ever known. But what happens is there's this rival narrative of artists and thinkers, Michelangelo, John Milton in Paradise Lost, Mary Shelley in Frankenstein, Mark Twain, Ernest Hemingway, Bob Dylan, Beyonce, Pope Francis, who have gradually found the love that's there as lo- as, as the need to have love and families and, and, and connectedness has become more important in this kind of hyper-connected but frankly lonely age that we live in now. I think that the understanding of love, which is so important to our lives now, um, it's in many ways you might argue it's at the center of our lives, um, is really rooted in this, in this story and these two people, these two characters, it's important they're characters. It's important that they're characters with real names. It's the first story in the ancient world that has two characters, a man and a woman at the start of the line, not a god and a god. And what's today in modern psychology, what have we learned from the happiness movement? That relationships are important to our lives, human connections. The biggest threat is loneliness. What's the first thing God says in the Bible about it's not right for humans to be alone? The Bible gets there 3,000 years before modern social science has this fundamental insight. And I think so, you know, what did I learn? I went in to write a book about Adam and Eve, and I wrote a book about love. And what did I learn as someone who's about to be married 15 years and, and has young adolescent daughters? Number one, the power of resilience. Mm-hmm. We know that successful relationships know how to mend ruptures and heal wounds, kind of heal a broken heart, if you will. Adam and Eve do that repeatedly when they leave Eden, when they suffer the loss of a child. They keep coming back at it. And let's remember, 
They can't dance to anyone else's love song. They got no therapy, no self-help books. They're making it up. That's really powerful. Number two, the mix of independence and interdependence. Um, he takes the lead sometimes. She takes the lead sometimes. There's that kind of a seesawing of power that feels very contemporary. The anthropologist of love, as you know, the end of my book says to me that, you know, we talk about equality in relationships, but what we really want is equilibrium. One person is better with food, one person is better with the kids, one person is better with money in the garden. And as we all know, it has nothing to do with gender. That just has to do with who these people are. And the ultimate thing I learned is that love is a story we tell with another person. It's co-creation through co-narration. There are two people, two stories. By the way, think of every other Bible figure. Noah, Abraham, Adam. I mean, Noah, Abraham, Moses, David, Solomon, Jesus, Paul, they're all singles, even the ones that have couples. We think of them as Adam and Eve. Not Adam, not Eve, Adam and Eve. It is their togetherness that is their their coin, and that's what really matters, and that we remember them as the success that they are, Adam and Eve, the first love story. The new book by Bruce Feiler is The First Love Story, Adam, Eve, and Us. Thank you for joining me, Bruce. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony. 